Today's reading is taken from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 17 and 18. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image, from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. It is a real privilege to talk to you on this topic of Be Transformed, which, as Alan just said, is one of our core values at St Saviour's, and we're going to be looking at all nine of them over this term. Now, as someone who has spent their entire life either gaining or losing weight... I can tell you that I get quite drawn into some of those transformation before and after pictures that you get on social media, and sometimes the extraordinary changes that people achieve can either be really encouraging and inspiring and motivating to me, or they can be demoralizing and frustrating depending on what particular part of my up and down journey that I seem to be on that day. And I can admit to feeling sometimes a little bit similar about my relationship with God, especially when I see people who I respect being really passionate about being more like Jesus. And my response and reactions to that can entirely depend on how well I feel like my relationship with God is going at that time. I wonder if how you feel and whether you can relate. How do you feel about the idea of being transformed to be more like Jesus? Are you inspired and excited, determined to press on and to reflect more of God's glory every day in your life? Or does it feel intimidating and make a little bit of uncomfortable feeling about maybe how far away from God you might be feeling at the time? I'm sure, like me, it entirely depends on your starting point. But wherever you are on the journey today, I've got some great news for you. So let's start to pray. Let's pray to start the other way around. Lord Jesus, Please help us to listen carefully to what you are saying to us individually through this passage today. Please don't allow us to get distracted by thinking about who else needs to change and miss what we need to do, Lord. Would you raise our self-awareness to the ways you want to work in our life? Whatever transformations in our lives we might be praying for in terms of situations, I pray we wouldn't miss the transformation you want to give us within our situation. In Jesus' name, amen. So just in case it's not immediately coming to mind, I want to place today's passage in context of wider scripture and the promises of God. You might remember from the Old Testament that God made promises called covenants to both Noah and Abraham. And then after many years of the Israelites not keeping up their side of the agreement to follow God, God then renews this covenant with Moses on Mount Sinai and gives him the Ten Commandments. Now, when Moses comes down from the mountain, the Bible says in Exodus 34 that his face was so radiant that his brother 
and the rest of the Israelites were afraid to go near him. So Moses then wears a veil over his face when he's talking to them because the intensity of God's glory is just too much for them to cope with. Years later, the prophet Jeremiah talks about a new covenant, covenant, saying these words, No longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, Know the Lord, because they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord, for I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. And then finally, in Luke chapter 22, during the Last Supper, And these words will be familiar to you. Jesus says, This cup is the new covenant of my blood, which is poured out for you. The new promise is that through Jesus' death, we can now receive direct access to God. Without hierarchy, without rituals, or anyone who has to act on our behalf. And that in turning to Jesus, we receive forgiveness. So that's the context and brings us back to today's passage. And this is a letter that Paul is writing to the Corinthians about the new covenant. They received the Holy Spirit at Pentecost and Paul is helping the believers to understand what it means for them. And of course, we can benefit from that too. So verse 17 says, For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where is the spirit of the Lord living? Well, Romans 6 says that the same spirit, the Holy Spirit, who raised Jesus from the dead, lives in us. And wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So that means the Holy Spirit of God is living in us, then freedom is living in us. Sounds amazing. But what is this freedom. Well, the passage goes on to explain it. It says, we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image. Remember Moses, his radiant face and the veil because it was just too glorious for the people. Paul is saying that Jesus has removed the need for a veil. We can come into God's presence and see him face to face. So how come God's glory isn't too much for us? Because the Holy Spirit is living in us. Now, it's important not to miss what the word contemplate means here. It says, we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory. It doesn't mean we admire or look at the Lord's glory. It means that we have the freedom to reflect or mirror God's glory. So because of Jesus, because of the Spirit of God living in us, because of the freedom we have now, the veil is no longer needed and we are free to reflect God's glory just like Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus is the full revelation of God and he has made it possible for us to go face to face with God and reflect his glory too. Now it's important to grasp here, and when I was preparing this I really felt that this was an important thing to say, that being transformed to be more like Jesus 
doesn't mean that God wants you to be any less of you. Quite the opposite. This is about being more you as you have the freedom for God's glory to reflect off and amplify all of your uniqueness, the gifts, skills, preferences and desires that make you uniquely you. The way your brain works and how you think that he has designed in you. And God wants all of these wonderful parts of you to reflect his glory back into the world. Everything that is good in you reflects a part of him. And collectively, we can reflect even more of him together. And as Alan said last week, unity does not mean uniformity. And I would argue that our strength is in our differences. So back to verse 18, which says, And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Ever-increasing glory. We're never going to be able to reflect it all. There will always be more. And this is how transformation happens. It is a continual process. So that's great, isn't it? We can leave here this morning knowing that we are continually being transformed, reflecting more and more of God's glory every moment that passes. In fact, our friends and family and work colleagues might have trouble looking at us soon because of God's radiance shining out of our faces. We should probably start carrying sunglasses to hand out to people as a result don't know about you, but I'm not sure that my face is always shining the ever-increasing glory of the Lord. But why not? Jesus has made the way. The Holy Spirit lives in me. The freedom is there. So what am I missing? Well, if I think really honestly, I realize that I cause myself two main problems. One, I'm not always looking in God's mirror. In fact, sometimes I've got my back to it. And two, I keep putting new veils over my face. I wonder if you can relate. Firstly, if we do not turn towards God, then we can't reflect his glory. Anything other than head-on, face-to-face, square to the mirror, and we're going to miss some of the glory. We need to orientate our lives towards him. Now, I'm aware that if you don't know God at all, or if you've not lived orientated towards him for some time, then that might require a complete 180 turn. Is there something you need to turn completely away from in order to be able to live in this freedom that we are promised? If that's you, then today is a great day to turn towards God. And we're going to make space to do that in a minute. But if you know and love Jesus and are most often turned towards him, then you might just need to make some small course corrections so that you can fully live in that freedom and experience the full glory of God 
in your lives. I'm reminded that, you know, when we're driving down a straight road, we have to keep just adjusting the steering wheel in order to keep in the right place on the road. And I think it's the same with our faith. We can sometimes need to intentionally adjust our actions by just a little bit. So what things can we do every day to keep us on course? Making time to pray, seeking God, finding ways to make the Bible part of the day, and Alan was talking about that daily uh, reading that he's doing, fasting, carving out time to be quiet and listen for God's voice, serving others, being generous with our time and money. Loads of ways that we might just need to tweak what we do to reorientate ourselves towards God. I don't know which one you need to prioritize, but I suspect you do. And if you really don't, then ask God, because I know he'll speak to you in your spirit about it. Secondly, we need to think honestly about whether we're putting any veils back on. What do we consistently allow to get in between us and the freedom that this verse promises? What prevents us from fully receiving this transformational and ever-increasing glory in our lives? Could it be unforgiveness? Are you finding it hard to let go of the hurt that someone has caused you? Is it things that you believe about yourself because of what you've done and that keeps you hiding your face from God? Is it beliefs about God, the church, or religion that are acting as a barrier? Perhaps it's lies of the enemy, or unanswered prayer, or heartbreak, or disappointment. Whatever it is, it stands in the way of this ever-increasing transformation that this verse promises, and we are the ones that are missing out. We're missing the glory that is rightly ours because Jesus brought the new covenant. The Holy Spirit brings the freedom and God is just waiting for us to turn towards him and get rid of the veil so that he can shine his glory on us. Don't miss out on the transformation because it is there for us all to receive. I can ask the band to come back. So before we respond in worship, let's just spend a minute inviting the Holy Spirit to reveal those things in each of our lives that we need to turn our attention to. You might want to close your eyes. You might want to turn your palms up to just receive all that God has got for you this morning. If you know that you need to make a big 180-degree turn towards God, then just acknowledge that to him in your heart now and ask to receive the Holy Spirit into your life. If you have known real closeness with Jesus but need a fresh filling of the Holy Spirit, then why not ask for that now? If God is speaking to you about a small adjustment you need to make to keep you fully focused on him, 
then why not commit to him how and when you're going to start? Or perhaps God is speaking to you about something that is acting like a veil between you and him, a barrier that you may not have noticed going up and he's making you aware of it now or perhaps it's something you're hanging on to that you need to let go of, someone you need to forgive. Maybe it's you, maybe you need to forgive yourself. Whatever God is speaking to you about, then just let him minister to you and, and please do come and ask for prayer afterwards if you'd, if you'd like to. Holy Spirit, we just invite you into this room and into our hearts. Lord, would you help us to live in the freedom that is promised by this verse? Lord, we pray for freedom to enter your presence and have your glory fully reflect on our individuality that we may be transformed more into your likeness, wiser, more gracious, more creative, more loving, more self-disciplined, more merciful, more peaceful, and full of faith. Thank you for the work you're doing in our hearts right now. Thank you that you will continue to transform us so that we might reflect your glory to everyone in our lives. In Jesus' name.